Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in. Hello, friends. Today's Thursday, June 28th, 2023. Welcome to another episode of Cornering the Market. This will be out on Friday the 30th. My name is P. You may know me online as Astem, joined by my great friend, Jared, who goes by Jared underscore pause online. How's it going, man? I'm living the dream, man, uh, as always. Uh, and if you don't mind, I'm going to go right into a big announcement. Uh, yeah, do it. Let's. Jared's got an announcement, folks. Let's hear it. Uh, I've teased it for weeks about grinding and finally wanted to announce to everybody here that I will be launching a platform called 8NAP Art as the next progression for 8NAP as a brand. So super, super excited for this. Like really, really a lot of hard work going on behind the scenes. Uh, just for everybody's reference, I won't take up too much time, but it'll be a long form generative art platform that is artist forward. Uh, and there'll be some different dynamics and other things going on that will soon be announced. But look, be on the lookout for a tweet today, Friday, and uh, we'll follow up so, with some additional information. So follow me at Jared underscore pause, P-O-Z, and we can uh, start to see some information trickled out. So super excited, dude. This is an exciting time for, for me, and I appreciate you giving me the uh, the space to at least make this official announcement on Collector's Corner, man. It feels so uh, synergistic. Absolutely. I'm super excited for it. Jared has been working on this idea for months. No joke. We've been talking about it almost since we first started talking. And uh, I'm really excited to see it play out. Congrats on the announcement. Congrats on all the work that's gone into it. Uh, yeah, well, there will be more details here on Collector's Corner, of course, about this. But also shown on screen, this is Jared's uh, Twitter handle that he mentioned, Jared underscore pause. Uh, and 8NAP. So he also has a fund where he invests on people's behalf, helps them get exposure to the digital art asset class. And uh, really quickly, house cleaning stuff. Uh, we have a Substack newsletter. Check it out. Please uh, follow, subscribe. Uh, it does really well. And we have additional stories there on that newsletter. And uh, as always, this episode is on YouTube by video. Check it out if you can. If you got to listen by podcast, don't worry, we'll have it there. And uh, we uh, usually have tweet thread summaries. Well, I'm just kidding. We'll have one this week as well. And uh, also, I have launched a premium service for folks who are looking for investment advice, specifically looking for investment targets, such as life in West America which uh, I'll mention briefly, but that one uh, that one has done well. Now, with all that out of the way, let's jump into the show. Jared, can we get a vibe check? What is the current collector vibe? I believe uh, it's still in that cautious optimism. I'm, you know, we don't talk macro here too much, but I'm I'm of the opinion I'm now on, on board with, with Aston that we're on the verge of some positive momentum and I'm looking for that to, to carry through to the NFT space. Again, I'm not calling the bottom. There could be more below it, but it feels as though there's been a good bounce in some of the the more prominent collections. So I'm cautiously optimistic. I am buying right now. I am still weathing most of my buys and putting in collection bids for Tezo. So, but overall, I mean, I think you're starting to see stuff move and you're starting to see a lot of big and bigger collectors and funds and, and DAOs loosen up the purse strings, which is really encouraging to me. Yeah, absolutely. On that last point, I, I mentioned life in West America. Flamingo Dow bought four of them 
yesterday. Now, Flamingo Dow buys a lot of stuff, but these are some of the, the smartest uh, top collectors out there. And it's sort of a question of, well, why now? Like, why are they buying at this moment? Perhaps they think that the bottom might be in. Couple that with a macro picture. Uh, you know, Solano is supposed to get potentially really uh, depressed in price yesterday, but the opposite happened and it rebounded. Uh, that's because a bunch of Robinhood Solana just got sold off. So the market just seems to be positive in general. And the other thing I'll say is it, it feels like it was just yesterday, but, you know, Jared, when we had that first Sotheby's auction, we saw uh, a resurgence in prices in the gen art market. And a lot of those top collections have not really given away much of that gain. They, they've really been holding and have not retraced back to the pre-auction, not the goose auction, the one before that. So overall, good signs in the market. And, uh, you know, from a collector sentiment standpoint, it doesn't feel necessarily that different. Uh, it kind of feels like we're in a bit of a holding pattern. I think people are still waiting to see which way things shake out. It almost feels like a, a low volatility moment, if you will. Um, at least that's my take. Yeah, not not a lot of volatility, but also, you know, I think you're starting to see a clear deviation between some of the the more premier bands brands and projects, and like you said, low volatility. I think that's that's good for setting in a good base. Absolutely. Uh, so what has been going on in the gen art market? Anything notable? You know, the thing is the volumes appear to be congruent with last week. However, there's no bigger sales outside of like, I mean, last week had a lot of Fidenza stuff. And I think that's really encouraging too. And I'll hit on it somewhat in the squiggle update, but I think you saw a floor or like a ringer go off the floor, but I would consider it a, a floor plus ringer. No Fidenzas this week, which was interesting. Um, and then, I think you're, what I found uh, really intriguing this week was there was a lot of Weath action on the construction token and Genesis. So I don't know if somebody's collecting these for day zero sets or whatnot, but you know each had like four and five cells respectively. So really encouraging to see some of the older projects getting dusted off. And then just shout out to friend of the podcast, Node, who had an amazing Weath sale out of memories, uh, that hung bow that you tweeted about. So you know, I, again, I go back to there's deals out there. And if you're willing to grind and be persistent uh, this week, no crazy sales, but it was uh, a lot of consistent sales, which again, gives me more conviction. Yeah, absolutely. I think we saw a Meridian sale, an anti-cyclone sale. Um, so uh, definitely some stuff moving, which is great to see. How about on FX hash? So this is what's even more encouraging for me, you know, and we'll touch on some of the news here, but what was really exciting is I really kind of was skeptical about volume dropping off after some big sales last week, but I think you saw, I mean, Obi in particular came in and bought up uh, Contrapuntos and Dragons specifically. So you're seeing a lot of volume in that this week, largely driven by one buyer, but super encouraging, man. I mean, there's a GM that sold for 13 and a half thousand Tez. And, you know, that floor seems to be slowly grinding upwards. Um, you know, it's pretty thin, quite honestly, after, you know, four or five sales. I and mean, those are big sales for FX hash, but, you know, there's not a lot of sellers coming in uh, and flooring pieces. So I think you're starting to see stability in that market. You know, again, the the RGB, a lot of sales there. There was a big, almost 3,600 sale that happened, uh, or 3,100 that happened for a, a super rare one and then what's really encouraging to me is then you got some a sprinkle of a new project by tyvek obviously i hold a lot of tyvek i'm participating in the trilogy he just released we'll hit on it later but man 
everything in the top 15 on screen is all in the the three or four digit plus seven day volume and it again looking for that consistency of people rotating in and out of uh different projects but you know two back-to-back weeks of great volume on tez and fx hash feels good yeah and i'll point out one thing for folks who are listening closely um i'm looking at this actually for the premium jared but certain like collections or or types of grail grail types within collections are really really getting locked up uh one of my favorite here is horizon blocks and these are now what is it five thousand tezos yeah so these have these have really gotten locked up here uh nice to see that i think fx hash has probably bottomed and uh we'll, we'll talk a little bit about some of those collections later uh squiggles what's been going on there so squiggles uh it's not much different from last week but yet still oddly different meaning there's 205 ETH of seven-day volume versus 260. The floor price is 10.36 versus 10.6, so down slightly. The sales quantity is up from 14 last week to 19. So what does that mean? I think last week we saw those, you know, three bolds and the one pipe sale. So, the, you know, the volume was up. I like to see a minimum of that kind of 250 ETH in seven-day volume. And it's very encouraging. You know, I think when you go across the the sales, there's a lot of ETH sales. Last week we talked about not a lot, but this week there's a lot. But it's usually it, looking on screen, some of them are floor pieces, but some of them are people who accepted weeks for above floor. Uh, specifically, you know, that day zero that's on screen for 12 and a half, number 417. The thing that's interesting about that is after that sale, the next lowest day zero is 15.5 and there's only seven listed. So going back to that philosophy you had about like things getting locked up, I think the narrative around day zero is here to stay. And I think that people are locking them up. The other interesting note I had, uh, so there wasn't a lot of interesting sales, but an interesting observation I have is the fuzzies, you know, while they seem to usually lead the price action seem to be lagging. So, you know, they have about a um, 13.9 ish floor and that's actually equivalent to the pipe, or sorry, not the pipe, excuse me, the ribbed and the slinkies. So you typically see fuzzies out in front or at higher values than those two. So it's really, really intriguing to me how people are coming in and buying up slinkies and ribbed and and I'm waiting for another run on fuzzies. Yeah, absolutely. Well, awesome analysis here, Jared. And I love this slinky. Probably someone's going to buy it, but what yeah, a cool that's a one that's that's after your heart right there man that's a beauty uh, it's it's i don't think it is actually it's probably not going to be color spread 35 yeah it's 18 apart so Pretty not quite close. i i'm a stickler for 14 or below but this is a beautiful one great symmetry um thanks for the analysis that's awesome um interesting to see what happens with squiggles especially if we really get some a rotation into generative art we'll also see what happens with friendship bracelets so friendship bracelets, the floor is down a bit, 0.138. It was 0.152 last week. Volume's also down 36.9 versus 79. So down uh, more than 50%. Sales are down 181 to 375. Listings are also down 200, uh, sorry, 2,211 versus 2,240. So just a bit of a slower week feels pretty consistent. Uh, I don't know, there's not a lot to read into there. Uh, but there's plenty to read into on the releases that just came out. So let's dive right into them, Jared, because we got three and we got some news to talk about too. Uh, so first one here, really quickly, Invisibles by Isma Helio. Hope I pronounced that correctly. 
minted for 0.1 on art blocks, 200 minted floor is now 0.29, a solid, uh, about three X 15% listed. So it might come down a bit, but this one really resonated well with the crowd. And my takeaway is that if you have great art that comes out at a good price, it, it will do well, even though the market is still a little bit slow. And this is really fantastic art. Uh, truly, Jandred have done quite well, small collection size. Um, happy to see it for an art box presents and an artist that, uh, at least by my take, is not as well known. Their first art box collection as well. Yeah, I think it's beautiful art. Anybody who's paying attention to it uh, saw it, and the fact that it minted out as quickly and has a resonance with uh, with with the community. I'm having a civil engineering degree. You know, it has a resonance with me. Just it, it looks like you know city building type stuff. So I think it's very beautiful, and I'm it presents a very attractive price point. I'm I'm curious to see what how it uh, holds up over the long term. But man, it's it's beautiful. For sure. And we're going to have a, a bit of a theme on these next two. So the next one is Gold by Crash Blossom. So this released in, well, I don't know exactly how these collaborations work, Jared, but it was like with uh, Fingerprints DAO. And uh, as you recall, probably there was a collection called Machine, which was Mercedes-Benz Fingerprints DAO that released not too uh, long, uh, not too long ago. I think it was maybe two weeks prior to this one. So fingerprints been uh, a little bit busy here. Uh, 500 pieces, 0.32 is what the Dutch auction got down to. The floor price is now 0.69. And so this has doubled in price. So yeah, this was interesting for me to see. And by the way, only 6% listed. So these are really getting locked up. It's like, okay, well, why did this one do so well when the other one didn't, even though it had the machine uh, Mercedes-Benz branding with it, uh, still fingerprints out. And what I think is happening, first of all, this is actually really, really interesting art. And I didn't uh, pull up the Twitter, but this is dynamic art and the art changes in different ways based on what's happening in the blockchain. It changes when one of the tokens sells. Uh, really interesting the way that Crash Blossom set this up. The second thing, which is going to be consistent with the next uh, release we talk about is uh, Crash Blossom has another project that's really, really well liked. And in this crowd of fully in-chain art, dynamic art that really utilizes the blockchain as a medium, uh, this collection Burner by Crash Blossom is, is quite well known. Only 255 pieces there, but this artist brought a lot of clout in and brought their own community or following is my interpretation of what happened and part of why there's so much demand for their new release gold. Um, and uh, I just wanted to show you this real quick because I was looking at this. I mean, this thing got up to a seven ether floor back in early January. Actually, it didn't release that long ago. Uh, so it seems like this is somewhat of a, a cult classic, if you will, as they might say in movies. Uh, or four movies, I should say. But yeah, I'm curious to hear if you have any thoughts on this one, Jared. This one pretty much flew under my radar, honestly. I was focused on the next drop that we'll recap. Um, I think it's beautiful art. It's obviously had a resonance with a lot of people, but I, I, I honestly have not dug into it at all. Gotcha. Cool. Well, let's talk about the next one. I mean, World Flag by John Gerard. The floor seems to be moving every day. Released yesterday. Minted at 0.329, Artblocks Pace collab. John Gerard is the first artist to have the second collection of this collab. His first collection, which floor price has been dropping quite significantly, um, was still the top of the Pace collections. Perhaps not anymore, but but that was kind of the, the gold standard with this Artblocks Pace collab. Uh, 
you know, your thoughts on this one, Jared? This is one that I was like alluded to earlier. I was tracking pretty closely. I do. It made a lot of sense to me based on the relatability of a a flag that people, despite whatever ethnicity you, you hop into it, uh, or, or like country of origin, you know, whether you visited or reside there, or born wherever, like there, there's a, in a very relatable aspect to it, even though that was present in the, his other project, it wasn't as apparent. So, and it just, it felt like a very dynamic one. The, the Petro national seemed to hold up over time. It was one of the best performing pace art blocks collab. So when I, saw this thing i was prepared to spend two eth on them honestly and then the dutch auction just kept going down and down and down and when it got below an eth i finally pulled the 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 trigger on it but it made a lot of sense to me and i think it's um it, the art may not be for everybody quite honestly i mean it, on the surface it's a very simple project of a flag in a desert with a, a flow related to its uh carbon emissions as a whole but i think when you look at it like John Gerard's a incredible. I mean, I listened to so many of his spaces. Maybe that's why I'm so into the project. Is it's so well thought out. It's so detailed. It, it's and he's an artist that has work in in very reputable museums. And and I think that that's you know when this thing got below half an eighth, I was I was surprised. And so I'm not surprised to see the price rebound. And and uh, I'm very happy to hold a piece. And I'm very happy for John and Pace and Art Blocks. Uh, what I would argue is. Um, a very, very successful release. I mean, you're seeing a lot of price action and people, uh, you know, collecting around that. Yeah, I'll, I I think uh, what this really speaks to, my take on this is three three things that are really working in the favor of this. Uh, well, really four. First of all, I minted out quite low. Uh, this, this was like not a very expensive mint, relatively speaking. Uh, secondly, John already has a collection with a much higher floor price than the mint. Now the floor prices are really similar, uh, but that was actually quite low relative to the mint. So people could easily look at that and say, well, this, this probably should be worth more. Uh, thirdly, the fact that John has, you know, there's a network effect around this community. There is an art blocks slash pace community. It's a little bit different than other communities. It's different than Braindrops community, et cetera. So you have an audience there. And I've seen this with Bright Moments as well, some of the releases they've done. And lastly, I, I think, you know, I wrote a tweet thread on this. There's a lot of personalization that comes from a country. You can look at this and feel a connection to it. And anytime you feel connection to art, you want it more, which means there's more demand. And uh, this is not only something you can connect with, but something that can be very personal to you for multiple reasons. And I think uh, that's really powerful. We saw it with Soul 365 by Corey Haber. We saw it to some extent with John's uh, first collection, Petro National. But to your point, it's a little bit harder to see the shapes of the countries. And and honestly, like a lot of people, uh, I mean, it's just harder with oil spills. Uh, so I think it just speaks to a lot of interesting dynamics that are being uncovered here in this intersection of art and collectible. So really cool stuff. Uh, congrats to all involved. Congrats to holders uh, who are doing doing well on this one. So everyone's happy there. Some big news though, Jared. I'm you know, Jared broke this to me just literally before the show. I had to yeah, slot it in. Presses. Holy cow. Hot off the presses. FX hash 2.0, a multi-chain feature. FX hash is deciding to allow Ethereum and on-chain minting uh, and layer one Ethereum, they're going to use 
basically they're they're gonna create continue their open platform concept meaning there's no curation board that is required to mint on fx hash but now you can release an ethereum and have people buy an ethereum and interestingly this is quite a ways away at least a few months they're aiming for fall winter potentially six months away so why talk about it now i'd love to hear any and all of your thoughts jared uh i hot take coming in i guess uh, i think part of its relevance you know part of it's to bring eyes back onto fx hash i think part of it is to to bring conviction uh, about a future state of i think just a platform in general and to you know i think front and run some of the 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 flexibility and agility behind fx hash um I, I I mean, I'm also thinking that there, you know, I know there's funding going on in the background. So I think it's partly to, you know, try to bring in more revenue for the for the investors. So I think it's good to be a pioneer in this. And I think it's a, a natural progression. I also, um, you know, look forward to seeing how well it's embraced by by both communities. Yeah, absolutely. I also think, in addition, so I agree with everything you said. I also think there's a possibility, I have no knowledge of this, but there's been a bunch of Ethereum-based open platforms that have released in the last couple of months, five of them by my count, actually. So to some extent, FX Hash's uniqueness as an open platform goes away. A lot of those platforms are an L2, so and Ethereum is now green, just like Tezos. It's not a proof-of-work blockchain. So a lot of those advantages that FX Hash had going for them, open platform, green chain, lower fees to create art and to buy art uh, have gone away and are rapidly going to go away. So I think to some extent that might be why they announced this now prior to being ready to actually deploy this technology. I also think uh, you know, there's, there's just way more revenue on the Ethereum side. And to your point, uh, you know, fundraising etc it, it it's uh it's tough i would imagine based on the fees and and you know i do think at some point the royalties in fx hash are going to have to come down like right now collectors are accepting but folks on the east side don't realize it's usually 15 percent uh, per secondary sale which is much higher than i mean it's double than what it is on the ethereum side and i think as more money comes in uh it would be harder for them to collect fees uh on the taser side of, of, of those size uh, so anyways I actually am really excited about this. I think FX Hash has a culture and a community that is really hard for anybody to replicate. Doesn't matter what technology they have. So I think that it's going to be great moving forward. And I think that a lot of people who are, feel really strongly about one side or the other are going to get converted to a multi-chain world, which is where I think it should be because the art is the art. Uh, and I think that's uh, the more important part. So I commend them for this and I'm I'm glad it's happening. Really excited. Aston is vindicated like. for his his belief on Ethereum integration. So you've been calling it for some time, man. Good job. Uh I have. I, I think it'll help everybody. So I'm excited to see it. But you know, uh, there will be some road bumps, I'm sure. The other bit of news, uh Sotheby's is also getting into the platform game. They are creating their own launch platform and uh, their first collection they'll be coming out is a collaboration between Vera Molnar, who is one of the OGs. She's 99 years old. Um, one of the OGs of uh, generative art and Martin Grosser. Starting price of 20 Ether, resting price of two. Regular Dutch auction, not a rebate. Um, there you go. Creating collaboration with Martin Grosser. So 
this will be really cool. I actually spoke with the Sotheby's folks. We'll have some special stuff for the Collector's Corner Premium community around this. Uh, I haven't even told you that yet, Jared. But uh, another reputable company in the traditional art world getting into the platform game. I think that's the headline in addition to Vera Molnar's first long-form generative collection. Do you have any thoughts on this, Jared? I do. I think what I read about is they're going to have a highly curated smaller batch releases, um, which is aligned with what I'm envisioning for eight nap art. So I'm looking forward to the vindication of that as a concept, but also the fact that, you know, prioritizing artists in, in a release platform in being able to leverage, you know, such a big name like Sotheby's and, and give artists the platform pun intended to uh, to have that opportunity i think it's awesome i think that uh creating great art is, is always a winning formula i mean and it was you know it's kind of funny to to announce that the the same basically within 24 hours as, as Sotheby's. but other than that i i think it's really good for the for the for the space and i'm really actually excited to see what it is and i'm hoping that it can onboard more collectors from different spaces i think this is overall a net net positive for everybody involved yeah absolutely i mean they really have a brand with the traditional art world and i think that's great this along with the lacma collaboration are the two two of the strongest ones i think that'll really help uh spread web3 art outside uh and and by the way i don't think theirs is going to be as similar to yours as as, uh, as you're thinking so so don't worry about that uh, but we'll, we'll we'll get to more of those details later when you're ready. Let's talk about great art, great prices. You want to take this one, Jared? Yeah, the first one, uh, I saw the tweet come out from LeMond. Uh, he was on Spaces with us, an amazing, amazing uh, recording if you haven't listened to it already. I wasn't even aware of this, but he released a, it looks like post-photography AI collection uh, called Railway. And for 0.1 ETH, both you know, Aston and I are going to probably hop off the, the the recording and go get some. But right now, you know, I think only last I checked, 52 of them were minted out of a collection of 100. 0.1 ETH entry. Great collector. Uh, very well known as a collector. And, you know, he always teases these pictures of his photography equipment. So, you know, apparently he has a really great eye for this stuff. And I, I just really like it. It's subtle. It's not as in your face as some of the other post-photography stuff. And just the composition on all of it looks really, really good. I'm I'm... I'm excited to collect. I'm probably going to pick up three to five of these myself. Awesome. Great find. Thanks for sharing it. Lamone going a little under the radar on this one. So that's cool. Um, but can't hide your great art from us, Lamone. Some more great art, great prices. A Zancan below our threshold. Floor is 500. This is charcoal seeds. This is his FX hash params one. Um, there's some pretty nice ones that below our $500 threshold here. Don't know if there's any tickets, probably, uh, well, you can claim some, but they're they're a little bit higher. Anyways, thought I had to highlight a Zancan uh, that hit the threshold here. Yeah, I've, I've been waiting for this moment on this collection to retrace a little bit. I'm curious what the collection offer is, but, you know, it's definitely entering into my uh, my my pickup range. This is really good. It was a great call. The, the next is uh, Constellations, a little bit smaller uh, from Yazid. I've been on a Yazid kick lately, but this is a 50-piece collection that I, I've just been enamored with. Um, there's no metadata, and if you dig into it, there's some nuances to it. But, you know, with a 275 test for, for 50 pieces, 
Bayazid. I mean, just an absolute banger, in my opinion. Wanted to highlight it because, again, he gets a, a lot of notice for some of his more uh, larger collections. And it was just this one just seemed like such a historically great price for, for entry here. I, in full disclosure, I'm looking at buying a couple myself. So, uh, you know, trying to bring it to the community in addition to, to my own wants and desires. Awesome one. And then some upcoming drops. I actually haven't been following this one, so you're gonna have to take it on the Tyvek trilogy. Yeah, no, the 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 part that's up on screen, and I'm sure we'll link it in the notes, is uh, a full dissertation on the thought process behind this, and it, it's ridiculously long. I have read through it because I feel connected to the the project, but and and more, I'm actually really connected to like the the anonymity of Tyvek, and I've been starting to study his like or their linguistics and try to tease out who it might be. I got some theories that I'm not willing to publicly state, but yeah, so there's, what's really interesting is the trilogy. If you owned one of his previous pieces, you could mint one of the first, and then there was an open period that gave you entitlement to mint the second piece. And then the second, owning the second piece, not even owning the first allowed you to mint the third. The reason why I bring it up is the third is a params. So you'll be able to go in and actually influence the output yourself rather than a, a randomized mint. And I just find it really, really intriguing. I love the art. I love the, the concept behind it. Uh, you get to choose your own palette. You get to choose your own, um, I'll call it congestion. There's about four or five or six levers that you can pull. Overall, I don't know what the, the tickets will go for, but if you have it, mint it. I'm going to be playing around with it. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to some of these outputs when, when an algorithm is allowed to kind of be given to the public and, and dictate what, what has resonance with you. Yeah, very nice. I totally slept on them. I have a few artifices, but didn't jump on the the start of this. Uh, and I thought they'd been revealed. Actually, I didn't. I didn't realize that they hadn't yet because you know, there are theories flying around about who Tyvek is, but nothing confirmed. I think it's Tyler Hobbs. No, could I don't. be. Could I hope be. So. I hope. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that would be something. Uh, the next one here is, uh, coming up in, uh, when is it? Sorry, July 13th. Uh, this is by Asaf Sluk called Backwards. It's an Artblocks Presents coming up 300 pieces to Ether starting Dutch auction down to 0.1. And, uh, Asaf is, uh, well, okay, this is gonna, this is gonna take too long, but this art is actually pretty great. The animation is cool. Uh, and I think it's it's going to be quite affordable. You know, that's one nice thing about what's happening these days, Jared, is we're getting to really affordable mint prices, which is nice. Which is that's very awesome. nice. I'm I'm like really relieved. I mean, again, my jaws dropped on some of the the floors that resting floors that got hit. So, but it's awesome. I love it as a collector. Hundred percent. Let's talk about some of our our favorite artists. I wanted to highlight Rope Ranisto. Uh, a bunch of reasons to highlight him. We talked about life in West America that has been go, doing really well in the bear market. Flamingo died about some. Also, post-photography AI seems to be holding up really, really well. I mean, we don't have a lot of liquidity. So a sign to look for in a lot of collections is like, is the floor going down? And uh, in addition to post-photography still being very popular, albeit with a low supply, uh, uh, Rope is continued to be credited with 
essentially creating the genre. So I think it's just a name we want to keep putting out there because you should know about him. You should know about life in West America and reworld his collections. And he's got some crazy stuff he's been messing around with on Twitter. I don't know if you've seen any of those, Jared. A lot of these like videos. Yeah, the video portion of it. I saw the one that's up on screen right now. It's it's interesting to say the least. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then the next artist uh, I want to talk about is uh, Ruddick Sane. Ruddick Sane, uh, you know, he has a really crossed all of the chains, maybe more than any other artist. He has the first Bitcoin Ordinals generative art collection. It's only 10 of them called Ordinal Chains. He has this amazing collection called Hypnagogic on Ethereum, and uh, he has many great collections on FX Hash. So um, really talented artist, and I think uh, you know it's, it's definitely one to have on your radar, especially if Ordinals continue to do well. I think that is going to go down as literally the first collection on Ordinals. Man, and some of this art is just so good. Yeah, super interesting play there long-term, honestly. I mean, you're seeing Ordinals pick up a lot of steam. So, I mean... If you got the liquidity, man, it could be a really, really asymmetric play, not financial. Absolutely. Advice. Absolutely. And then uh, last one, uh, I wanted to highlight ReWorld, Jared. Maybe you could give us your thoughts on this collection. I'm a huge believer in this. I just think that, yes, the, the uh, you know, life in West America is a first, you know, I, I and I hate to make the analogy, but I kind of look at that as like the Fidenza and then this is, you know, maybe another release, whether it's ICs or incomplete controls or, or an edition, like these are obviously not editions, but I love ReWorld. I think that it, if you want exposure specifically to, you know, Rope, it's, it's a really good entry point. I think you've seen a lot of weaths around one getting hit, and then there's some really beautiful pieces if you're willing to pay up on it. Uh, I think that Life in West America is a little bit more dynamic and cohesive as a collection. But, you know, this is, you know, this is Rope, like really digging into it and doing some really different stuff. And if you believe in him as an artist and you believe in this as a genre, I personally am really looking at investigating this and the, and the, like a potential play around it. My, my play here is honestly get a aesthetically pleasing piece at a floor to floor plus. I, I just think there's a really, really cool entry point here. Yeah, a lot of really nice ones got bought up and this uh, best offer here has been creeping up. So uh, these uh, people probably took notice of Life in West America selling. Grope is uh, the the artist in this space. And so we'll uh, we'll see how they go. And there's some really cool ones, man. I don't know if you've seen this one. This is really cool. I like this one a lot. Um, a little bit creepy, but you know, that's, that's how the genre goes. Anyways, that's it today for today excuse me everybody thank you for tuning in we really appreciate you uh check us out on twitter please give us a like and a follow it really helps us and stay tuned for more from jared on eight nap art i'm excited to hear more as well yeah, i'll be leaking stuff out I, I appreciate anybody who has interest and wants to participate in this journey i'm super super excited so thank you for giving me the platform to at least share this p really do appreciate it absolutely absolutely all right everybody we'll talk to you next time Thank you.
Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you like this episode and want to help us out, please subscribe and leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on YouTube. Please also follow us on Twitter for announcements as we expand to other social and content platforms. Our Twitter handle is at collectors underscore XYZ. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. So please comment or reach out. We're always striving to be more useful and get better so we can help you in your collecting journey. The Collector's Corner team and their guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. This show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.